loves, and welcome back to Lioness Podcast with me, your host, Jane Lyon. So I am coming at you again with another solo episode. Um, I'm thinking this one will be a short one, but we'll see. I am actually headed off to New York City this weekend for a classic little getaway with my mom, see some Broadway shows, go to some museums, have some amazing food, see one of my best friends that lives out there. Just a few days, but um, yeah, I wanted to leave you all with a little gift. Milo is getting very close to the microphone like he'd like to say hi. Would you like to say hi? Okay. Thank you for sharing that with us. Beautiful. He's been pretty mellow with me this morning. Because, you know, kind of like piggybacking off of my last episode, like winter is coming. And I don't really care even where you live. You know, if you're listening and you live in a place where like maybe you don't experience the seasons, your body and the earth and your spirit is still experiencing the seasons. And I actually think this is like the first time in my life when I have been very aware of the seasons and of the seasons changing and wanting to prepare for the seasons, right? So summer, summer is all about, and I think that my Ayurvedic training that I've been doing is what's kind of bringing all of this into illumination, into my awareness. You know, summer is all about like transformation. It's a pitta energy. It's fiery. We're awake. We're out. We're doing stuff. We're making things happen. We're, we're manifesting. The action of manifesting. It's all happening. And, and I think I did a pretty good job of that this summer. And then fall comes and it just invites us to slow down, to rest. And here in Utah, we have fall for like two weeks. But I feel like we have been having a pretty good fall right now. And what happens is, you know, you start to slow down. You start to want to sleep more. The days start to get a little bit shorter. And you kind of start to want to nest a little bit. You want to let go of everything, you know, just like the, I think that the leaves falling off the trees is such a beautiful example of like, okay, now we just let go. The year 2021 has passed, it's passing, it's coming to an end, and we're just like releasing the leaves and letting them all go. And for the first time ever, just like I mentioned last episode, I am so excited for winter because I don't have to drive anywhere this winter. I don't have to drive up any canyons. And because I'm in this new awareness of the seasons and letting my body adjust to the seasons and caring for the seasons. And actually, I think, oh, if I went and looked in my mailbox right now, I have this new Kate O'Donnell book about Ayurvedic rituals for the seasons. And I'm really, really excited to read that and share more of that with my students. But today, I wanted to share with you 
one of the most important seasonal rituals. And I would say that this ritual is for fall and it's for spring. I probably do this ritual more often than that, maybe four times a year because I'm a little bit obsessive that way. I'm wondering if you're listening and you can guess what it might be. So as you're getting ready for fall right now, this is what I want you to start thinking about. Preparing your nest for the winter. And by preparing for the re- preparing your nest for the winter, what I mean is cleaning your shit out. Cleaning your shit out. Like completely. This work of cleaning your shit out is so foundational to the work that I do. It's so foundational to your growth. It's so foundational to your expansion. It's so foundational to your evolution that if you're on this path and you haven't seriously taken inventory of the matter around you, the space that's in your home, then, oh baby, you're in for a juicy episode. And if it's been a while since you have, you know, cleaned your shit out, (laughs) then I hope that this episode can inspire you. So I was raised by a very minimalist woman. My, My house growing up was very tidy, very minimalist, not a lot of like decorations, not a lot of busyness, you know, um, And I liked that. My mom had a lot of feng shui books. Marie Kondo. If you don't know who Marie Kondo is, I will tell you more about her very soon. Um, You know, and just this kind of... It's funny how Eastern my family was growing up because we were so minimalist. um, Very just clean and tidy. And every... Fall and every spring, my mom would bring me two garbage bags and she would just say, fill these bags. You need to get rid of things. And so I would, which makes sense. You know, when you're a growing kid, I think it's important. And then when I moved away to college and left my childhood bedroom the way that it was, she cleaned out everything in there and gave it all away. And I was like, what are you doing? And she was like, you don't need any of this. This is all old stuff. I mean, of course, she saved, like, a few important things that she thought I might want. And it's funny how much it, like, hurt my feelings that she did that. But looking back, it's like she helped me with detachment. She helped me with, like, letting go. Like, you didn't need all of that old stuff, Jane. That none of... You didn't bring it to college with you, so it must not have meant much to you, right? Like... This attachment we have to our things, to our stuff, is really what I want to talk about today. And I want to inspire you to let go of some things. So if you're at home right now and you're listening to this, I just want you to like take a moment and like look around. Look around you and I want to know if anything you see brings up a memory that you don't want to be reminded of. Okay, so I don't have a lot of that, which is good. But one thing that I notice is I have this little Buddha statue that someone's mom gave to me. 
because she didn't want it anymore. And there, the person whose mom it was, there's a whole story around that person and that person giving me things that she didn't want anymore. And me having to say, like, I'm not taking all your shit you don't want. <laughs> I don't know if any of you guys have. I, this is something that I have really had to overcome, especially having an older sister. Um, like, oh, I have this bag of clothes. You should look through it. You might want it. Oh, I have this. I mean, I love this Buddhist statue. So, of course, I took it. But I think it came along with a lot of other things that I didn't want. Um so, you know, that's some that's one layer, right? Looking around, like I should not look around this room and be reminded of anything, old memories, exes, old friends, and even like old versions of Jane that I'm not anymore. So, step 1. Step one, if this isn't something that you have done a lot and you're like, oh, this would be the beginning of the journey for me, Jane. I haven't ever cleaned out my stuff. Every, and this is what I think about. Every time you move into a new place, or maybe you live in the same house you grew up in, you are schlepping all that lifetime of your stuff into your next house. And that's what always motivates me to clean out my stuff is that I know that in six months I'm going to move out of this house and I want to have as few things to bring to my next place as possible. So I, I would say there's a systematic way, and I'll get into that, or there's a start the second way. And my like start the second way and if you have the day off, like, oh my God, if it's like a Sunday and you're listening to this, this is the perfect day to begin because you have the day. Walking around your house and I want you to look at like, where is there just an embarrassing pile of energetic buildup? Is it your closet? Is it your junk drawer? Is it your garage? Is there a pile of papers in your office that just are chaos? Where is that? And maybe there's something you can think of. You know, like I have a drawer where I keep my mail that sometimes gets a little bit overfilled. And I have to take, I sit on the kitchen floor, I take everything out of that drawer, open up all of the mail, clean everything out. You know, if you're letting your mail pile up, oof. Go through that, babe. Go through that. Now, um, Marie Kondo, who is known for writing The Life-Changing Art of Tidying Up, which I have never read, even though I'm like such a Marie Kondo fan, she says to start with your clothes. So if you want to actually start this process of tidying up, she says starting with your clothes is best. A lot of us keep clothes that have some sort of sentimental reminder. A lot of us keep clothes that we hope will fit into again someday. A lot of us keep clothes that we hope will wear again someday. Clothes that we want to get tailored. Like, all of that, right? 
clothes that we think might come back into style later. I definitely do that. If you have gorgeous pieces that are just like not on trend right now, but you want to keep them, like keep them. They'll be back on trend soon. But you know, that hoodie that you wore every single day in college, do you still need it? Like, I want you to open up your closet and pull out every piece and look at it and think, how do I feel when I look at this? How do I feel when I'm wearing this? And that's how you decide. If anything feels old energy, old vibe, it reminds me of that time five years ago that I didn't like, you get rid of it. This is how we do like serious energetic clearing of our space. Because if, if you are walking into, like I imagine if I was still walking into my childhood bedroom, all of the energy in there that's going to hold me in place, hold me into where I am and prevent my growth. If this house was set up in the same way as it was two years ago when we moved in at the beginning of the pandemic, it would be restraining my growth. So we want to, you can start with your clothes and then I think, oh man, I should have looked up her system. I think after that she moves to like paper, paper products. Um, a lot of us have like, like I said, mail, offices. I, we're in an era now where we really don't need to keep any papers. Like I have some textbooks, some things like that that I have contained in some folders. Like if your office area, if you're just like someone who has like a lot of paper around, go figure that out. Maybe you need, I have a few cute folders, I have a few cute little like keeper trappers, you know, for the things that I do need to keep on hand. But what I found is that actually the amount of paper that I need to store is like maybe an inch total, all stored together in the same place, labeled, clear. Now, here's another way you can look at it. You know, getting rid of all your old clothes, you deserve better, like... It's interesting, <laughs> I like this Gap t-shirt I'm wearing. It's like so soft, I love it. It's like not that pretty, but it's, you know, I just wear it like pajamas. I will wear this until it has holes in it. And that's just me. <laughs> now, my partner, she will, if she sees me wearing anything with holes in it, which now I no longer have anything with holes in it because she will say something. Amo, why do you wear shirts with holes in them? You deserve better than that. You deserve a nice new shirt. And it's funny how the environmentalist in me argues with her, like, no, I don't deserve a nice new shirt. Some little child in Bangladesh sewed this shirt to, for me, and I'm going to wear it until it falls apart. And it's funny how, as an environmentalist, we kind of walk this line of, like, Okay, but the shirt like really has holes and like you really don't feel good about yourself when you wear that. Like donate it. Give it away. Get a new shirt. You're going to be fine. So I wonder if you know anyone resonates with that if you hold on to old clothes because you feel like you should. And if it's like because you love them, then hold on to them. But I hope you're understanding my gist of like how do I feel about myself when I'm wearing these clothes? 
what does it remind me of? Like I noticed that I still have this long tie-dye skirt in my closet and I'm like, why is this still here? This long tie-dye skirt reminds me of the days when I would only wear long skirts and long hoodies and big t-shirts to cover up myself, to cover up my body, to cover up who I was. And I guess I still have that one long tie-dye skirt because I really love it and I hope maybe someday I can wear it in a way that I feel confident and I can change the story around it. But all the other tie-dye skirts, they had to go. So there's another way that I love to look at this that I heard from one of my coaches, Nicole Sylvester, and it's like, you walk around your house knowing that at the end of the day, five people, or even just one, I think one's enough, that you want to impress the most are going to come into your house. And I, having that coach, Nicole, tell me that, and I'm like, oh, I'm now I'm imagining you, like this amazing kick-ass businesswoman comes into my house <clears throat> and she's looking around right think of somebody that you admire a lot if they came into your house right now and you were like gonna host them for the evening and they walk in your home and they're just kind of looking around your space is there any part of your home right now that you would be really embarrassed if they saw Again, a junk drawer that's overflowing, a corner that's super dusty or like full of hair, you know, like the, your bed sheets that just like don't match, that are just kind of an old mess. Like, what is it? Because it's interesting, you know, not a lot of us, I used to have people over to my house all the freaking time. I always had guests. And now, like, I never have people over. It's like new era, right? I never have people over. And so, because of that, a lot of times we're not, it's like, I'll let my house look like shit for me, but as soon as I invite someone else in, I'm going to want to change all of that. Again, similar to the holes in the t-shirt, don't you deserve to sit and live in a beautiful, comfortable space because it's yours? You don't have to invite someone else in for you to be worthy of making your space what you want it to be and that's what I love about this kind of thought game is okay if someone you really really admired walked in right now what would you want to change what would you want to fix what would you want to update to reflect your highest alignment your illumination so that's another one that I love to think about and something that I do is this is a constant process, okay? This is a constant process. And so something that I like to do is I'll use like a green sticky note and like that drawer in the kitchen that's full of my mail, green sticky note is on it, letting me know that next time I have like an open afternoon and I'm feeling in the mood, I'm going to open that up, clear it out, get rid of everything, reorganize it. Then I can take that green sticky note off and I can bring it over to something else. And I really want to, <laughs> if you're listening to this, I really want you to understand. You're either like, Jane, I do this all the time. If you've done sanctuary with me, I've already made you do this. But if you haven't, I want you to understand that the energetic presence of this old stuff around you is holding you back. 
without a doubt, it's holding you back. I may not know exactly how, I may not know exactly why, but it is. So I have another example to share with you. I used to have this trunk. I posted about it on my Instagram stories a while ago. This trunk that my parents gave to me that was full of like tons of old family pictures and just like old things like that. And it wasn't very full. So I kept filling it with like photos from old relationships, letters from old relationships, paintings, drawings, just like all this old stuff, right? And this trunk was pretty big. So I could really like keep putting memorabilia in it. And when we moved into that house, this house, and I carried this trunk in all the way up the three floors to my office, I just remember thinking like, I have no idea what's in here and I have no idea if what is in here is important but I feel a little bit overwhelmed by what I might find in here. So I kind of let it be there. And I've always used this trunk as my altar because it's like holds the energy of like my lifetime. And after a while, this trunk just starts to feel like this like sore thumb in the middle of the room. It's like this weird energy because since the pandemic started I have been Marie Kondoing and home editing this house like crazy clearing 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 and I know a lot of people did that during the pandemic but you have to keep doing it and I avoided the trunk I was so worried that this trunk was going to take up like an entire day of my life like walk down memory lane and one day I was just like screw it this trunk needs to go like it needs to go I do not need this trunk. I do not need this much space to be carrying around memorabilia. And I opened up the trunk, you guys, and I was kind of like ashamed. Honestly, like I'm in a relationship over three years now, very committed to someone else. And there is like, <laughs> this will be a test to see if Bruna listens to my podcast. Literally, there's like letters from exes, pictures with exes, like Birthday cards from friends that I don't even think about anymore. Drawings that I don't even care about anymore. Like, the amount of crap I was holding onto in that trunk was embarrassing. And, like, if Bruna had seen it all, I would have been embarrassed. Like, I'm, I'm sorry, I did not know I was holding on to all of this. I am not meaning to hold on to all of this. And I cannot wait to let go of all of this. And... Even though in one time in my life, those things held sentimental value because those people meant a lot to me, didn't mean that I still needed those things. You can throw out old letters, you can throw out old pictures, you can throw out all of that stuff and still have sentimental value towards the humans that were once in your life. And getting rid of that trunk, I swear you guys, it changed the whole energy of my space. The whole energy of my space changed and so much started shifting for me and all of that stuff that was in that box was suddenly easier for me to let go of. So we're preparing the home for winter. You know, the winter, we kind of go into this hi hibernation, right? We're not out and about all day. We're mostly staying inside, especially if you're in Utah. We're having, you know, these snowy days where you probably want to stay inside and just work from home and 
You know, we're not out and about all the time. We're nesting. And we need to prepare for our nesting by creating a space around us that feels delicious and warm and cozy. So about two weeks ago, I started my my ball process. And I started in my office because my office also has my closet in it. It has my bathroom. It's kind of the central energetic point for me of my home. So I always start there. And I started there about two weeks ago on like a Sunday or a Monday. And here's what you do. Once you get a certain corner, say you want to clear out, and we're doing this one at a time, babe, okay? So either I'm just going to do my closet today, or I'm just going to do my bookshelf today, or I'm just going to do like the space around the bedroom, you know, the nightstand, under the bed, all that. Okay, so say that we did the bookshelf today. We cleared the bookshelf we wiped down the bookshelf, we dusted it, we took everything off the bookshelf, we wiped it all down, we threw out all the stuff we didn't actually need on the bookshelf, we recycled it, we donated it, then we put back the things that we did need, and the bookshelf feels so much better now, so much neater, so much cleaner. And then you're like, oh, I completed it, yay, you want to celebrate yourself, okay? And then you can ask yourself, What does this space need to make it feel even better now? Do I need to go get a little plant? Do I need to put a candle on this bookshelf? So for me, after that day I spent of completely re-clearing my office, preparing for the fall, rearranging things, I ordered a new desk, and I went and bought three new pillows at Target to put on my day bed to make it extra cozy for the winter. And that made it feel so good in there so cozy and I gave myself a little reward where I got to get out of the house buy myself a few things come home set it up and then just enjoy how perfect the space was and what I do is that's been going through now I've been going through the whole house right so I'm finishing up with our bedroom just started working on the second floor of our house the kitchen is a doozy The kitchen is a big one. And if you need inspiration, Marie Kondo, A, she wrote the book, Life-Changing Art of Tidying Up. She also has a TV show on Netflix, Tidying Up with Marie Kondo. But also, you may have heard of The Home Edit. And my guess is that if you've watched Marie Kondo and The Home Edit, you've already done all the things I'm talking about. But it may be time to do it again. So if when Home Edit came out like a year and a half ago and you like saw it and you watched it and you did the thing, is your house really still in the same order that it was when you first did the Home Edit? Probably not. Mine isn't. It's a process we have to keep on coming back to. So we want to prepare for the winter, right? We want to prepare our nest so that it's as cozy as possible for the winter. And maybe the kitchen is the perfect place to lead up to this because the kitchen, the kitchen is becoming such a special place for me, you guys. The kitchen needs to be organized. The food needs to be fresh, right? Go through your fridge, go through your cabinets, make sure there's nothing expired or old in there old spices that you haven't used in years, like old ingredients, get rid of all of that, clear out the counters, clear it all out, see the food you actually have. And organize it and tidy it up and make the kitchen somewhere that you want to be in 
this winter because winter is coming. And, you know, this wintering thing I want to talk about, it's not just about cleaning out your space. It's about preparing for the hibernation. What do you need to do to prepare for the hibernation? Like, is your bed as cozy as it could be? Do you need a new blanket on your couch to be cozy? Do you need new mugs for your tea and your coffee in the winter? What kind of teas do you want to drink this winter? Do you want to go find some new teas to enjoy for the winter season? Some new hot chocolates, some new cacaos maybe? Do you want to start some new winter recipes? I made butternut squash soup the other night. It was delicious. I made some more dal and coconut rice last night because that's just what I live off of. And I've been getting really excited to cook more winter-based recipes, more winter foods, fall foods, right? Cooking with the seasons. This is something that's new to me. I've never really thought about cooking with the seasons before. And that's something I'm getting into. You know, I was journaling this morning, which inspired me to start making this episode. Winter is the season to go inward. It gets very dark and cold. We stay inside more often. We eat richer foods and maybe put on a little, cozy, a little extra cozy cushion to last the winter. If we are going to spend all season in this kind of semi-hibernation mode, we should definitely prepare the nest for a true transformation. So this is what I'm hoping to inspire you with today. You know, I'm sure that all that I've said already has given you some inspiration and some ideas of what you need to do next. And it's funny because as I'm talking, I'm looking at my bookshelf. We've moved the bookshelves, but the way that the books is lined up, they've been lined up that way for the last six months. And I can't look at it. I can't look at the same lineup of books. And here's, let me try to clarify my point here. When you get up every day and your bedroom looks the same and your bathroom looks the same and your kitchen looks the same and you drink the same coffee out of the same mug and you get into the same car and you go on the same drive to go to the same job and you're wearing the same clothes that you always wear, how are you going to change and evolve? We're going into hibernation. We're going into nesting. We're going into like an incubation period where we're quieter, we're with ourselves more, it's darker, we're more introspective, so that then in the spring we can come out and bloom like a beautiful flower, like a beautiful tree, the fresh leaves are growing, and we can go into our summer of manifestation. It's a season, right? It's a cycle. So we want to make sure that we're embracing the wintering that's coming through. We're embracing the darkness and we're preparing for it in our actual nest. So if you've been seeing the same things everywhere you look, like even something as simple as the way that the books are on my bookshelf, that needs to be rearranged because I can't keep on seeing the same thing. The background on my phone, the background on my laptop, those need to be updated and changed. The way that the plants are arranged um, in my house, that needs to be changed. I even took down, I take down all the art from the walls and put them all back up in a new way. And I know that people that I've lived with like probably think I'm crazy because like I've heard like they'll be like, oh, Jane's doing one of her things where she's cleaning stuff out. And 
it is energy work, you guys. This is energy work at its finest, if you'd ask me. Moving energy around the house. It feels so good. Whenever we do this, Bruna always like cracks a window or will like burn something yummy, burn some like sage or palo santo to kind of try to clear out the energy, to move the energy out the window, right? So how are you preparing for winter? How are you going to shift what's around you to feel more comfortable, more cozy? You know, it could be something as simple as a soft new giant blanket or a new mug for your tea. You know, something to signify, okay, I'm getting ready for the winter season. Time to prepare. And this is like my favorite stuff to do because if you are not reaching the goals you want to be reaching, if you're not transforming in the way you want to be transforming, if you're not making the money that you want to be making, you need to clear your shit out. And again, even if you're like, oh, Jane, I've already home edited, Bruno will say this thing that kind of bothers me. Well, you need Marie Kondo to come back because it's me. Because I'm the organized one in the house, right? Because she needs to come back. She needs to keep coming back to reassess and reorganize. And you know what I do in my closet sometimes because I have definitely made the mistake of giving away something that I thought was off trend, but it was very nice and it came back on trend like two years later. And I'm like, damn, I wish I didn't get rid of that. So something that I have started doing is keeping like a small Tupperware box in my closet that right now it's full of all the summer clothes that I didn't wear. I didn't wear them this summer. I didn't wear them last summer. So they're going to go get donated. And then I'll go through my winter wardrobe again. What did I not wear last winter? All the things that I didn't wear, it's going to go in the box. And then if at the end of the season, I, or at the beginning of next winter season, I still don't like any of it. I'm not going to wear any of it. It gets donated. Anything that's just... Anything old vibe, you guys. Anything old vibe. Anything low vibe. You see a rock that reminds you of this one person from that one time. Get rid of the rock. It doesn't matter. Get rid of it. I'd rather you have like a few things in your house than have your house just be like a cluster fuck of all the things that are reminding you of all the things that are literally holding you back. When we hoard, hoarding is like a fear of not being in control. Hoarding is a, re is a survival response that I don't have enough. Hoarding is a fear that someone might take everything away from me, so I need to hoard all of this stuff. And it's really a practice of trusting yourself and trusting in your security and trusting in your abundance to let these things go. And I can promise you, babe, I can promise you that when you let go of these things, only more fresh newness can come in. Only more fresh new things can come in. And isn't that what we want? Don't we want to welcome in all the fresh and the new? This is the kind of stuff I just jam on. Like, I wish I had more days in the weekend. And we did good this weekend. I was actually very proud of Bruna. I really made her do a lot of work on her one day off. 
so that we could get this house in order. And it's still not there. And that's the thing. It may never be there. That's just how I am. That's just how I am. I'm never going to be content. Like, I'm always looking around at, like, what can we update and what can we upgrade and how can we invest in something nicer? Like, we have this brand new record player that's sitting on these really old boxes. They're, they're cute. They're, like, these colorful wooden record player boxes. But when I look at them, I think Bruna bought these in her early 20s and we don't need them anymore. So we ordered a new one. Now, let me be clear. For the past, like, ever... <laughs> For the past most of my life, I didn't have the means to say these old record player boxes don't work for me. Let's just buy a new one. Like this desk, this old desk doesn't work for me. I'm just going to buy a new one. That's only a new, that's new for me. I've had the same desk in my office that I had probably since I was like eight. Seriously. Same bed that Bruna's had probably for like four or five years. We just upgraded to a new bed. This, this old record player shelf that really doesn't fit the new record player that Bruna got for her birthday, we need to upgrade it. So maybe you don't have the means to upgrade everything, and that is so not what I'm here to like say, like, upgrade everything. It can be pretty wasteful, you know? We're in a new generation where we would prefer something cheap and quick in Ikea that we can move easily if we need to than like investing in some gorgeous antique hutch which bums me out, but that's the era that we're in. So we want to be really clear about what we're buying. Like, we don't want to just, oh, I'm just going to buy this cheap thing from Ikea or from Target to replace it for now. No, spend some time looking at what you're really going to buy and make sure it's something you really, really like, that you get excited about. And if all you have the means for right now is to buy, like, a beautiful new candle for your coffee table, do that. Do something to make the house feel fresh. <sighs> something to make the house smell like fall, you know? Cooking that butternut squash soup made my house smell so good. I loved it, you know? Some little fairy lights, some Christmas lights outside, all the things. Okay, so that's about the gist of what I have to share with you guys today. I hope that you have felt inspired to go take better care of your home space because really the way that you feel in your home is a reflection of your insides and a reflection of your growth and your evolution as a human. Now, subject change. I have been off social media for seven days. I can't believe it's only been seven days. Or I can't believe it's already been seven days. I honestly thought that after seven days, I would be like missing it and wanting to come back. And now I'm just like, I don't ever want to go back. Which is sad because I love Instagram. But I think that I still need to do some healing of this distorted voice because today was the first day that I was like, what if people don't think that you're credible? because you're not on Instagram? What if people don't trust you because you're not on Instagram? What if this is hurting your like validation as a guide and as a healer and as a teacher? And I'm listening to that voice and I'm like, oh, hello there, sweet little distorted masculine that is so, so, so afraid 
that people aren't going to trust me if I'm not giving them my soul every day on Instagram. Like, oh, you still have some healing to do. I see you. And I'm here for you. Okay? So, yeah, I'm still off IG, and it feels pretty good. Um, honestly, you guys, let me be real. It feels amazing. I feel like I am on vacation. I feel like I am working the hours that I would like to be working, which is like three to four hours a day. And when I'm not working, I'm not working. And it's funny because there's little things like on my to-do list, like, oh, you need to send that invoice, you need to respond to that email that I'm almost forgetting to do, which I would have definitely done if this sounds so confusing, right? If I were on Instagram, what? When you're running your own business, you have like the actual business part, right? Where I'm in session with clients teaching classes, the service. Then when you're not in the service, you are in the administration and you're in the marketing, which is answering emails, making Instagram posts, sending invoices, all that stuff that would like carry up it would like it would like soak up all my time in between clients and all my time I would get off of a call and I would tell myself that's your last call of the day and then I would stay on to keep answering emails or to keep responding to dms or to do hashtag researches or to try to write a post for tomorrow or to try to write an email and I've just stopped doing all of that extra stuff I am letting my assistant do it I'm literally in the kitchen, it's so funny, before this, you guys, before I decided to quit Instagram, I kept telling Bruna, I would really like to have dinner finished before 7.30 p.m. I really don't like when we're eating dinner at like past 8 p.m. I really don't like it at all. It's not good for your sleep. It's not good for your digestion. And she would say, okay. And I'd be like, so irritated that I start making dinner around like 6 or 7 p.m. And then we're eating late. And now, because I'm not, I don't, I'm not giving myself that extra busyness, I am cooking, I'm starting to cook dinner around like 4 or 5 p.m. And I'm cooking way more. I'm making like juices and I'm making like homemade hummus and I'm making butternut squash and rice and dal and I'm like flipping through my recipe book looking for more and we're eating we're done eating before 7, and then we have all that time to relax together before we go to bed. It's just like, wow, my life feels so much better this way. I feel so much more relaxed this way. And the fun thing is that while I'm cooking dinner, my assistant will text me and be like, hey, this, this, and that, and I'll be like, sweet, thank you. I love my assistant. Thank you, Melissa. I'm so grateful that I have someone just helping me with this because I was starting to feel like I was drowning and like I didn't know how to come up for air. And now I just have to spend the next few weeks figuring out how I want to integrate these things back into my business, back into my life, and still hold on to the sense of peace that I have. So I will let you know We'll let you know how that goes. But I am getting ready for, and again, I love going to New York in the fall. I wish it were a little bit closer to Christmas, but it's going to be cold. going to wear coats and scarves and boots and, you know, well, I guess I'm hoping it's cold. Who knows? It might not be. But, yeah, just getting ready for a little trip this weekend and, um, 
Yeah, and it's funny, like, going on a trip, not going to post about it on Instagram. <laughs> Get back, no one will know. It's just interesting how much of our lives we share with so many people. Like, I'll be walking, there's this dog trail that I love to walk on, and Bruno and I rarely get to go there together, but when we do, we get stopped all the time. We get stopped all the time when we're together by people like, oh my gosh, you guys, I love your Instagram, and I'll be like, mine or hers, and they'll be like, we love both of you, you're that Brazilian couple, you're those Buddhists. I love it when people think that I'm Brazilian, because Bruna is, it's like my favorite compliment ever. But it's weird. Like I had this moment where someone was just like, Jane and Bruna, hi. And we were like, who are you? And she didn't really tell us who she was. She just knew all about us from our Instagram. And we're like on this hiking trail. And I'm just like, this is so weird. This is so weird. And it happens more and more and more. And mostly when Bruna and I are together, it's rarely when I'm alone that somebody like says like, hey, Jane of 801. It's always when we're together. And I feel this weird sense of like, Okay, so you know everything about my life, and I don't know who you are at all. This is weird. And then I remind myself, you have been putting your whole life on Instagram for the last 10 years. So that's what happens, Jane. It feels just like my mind space, my head space is so much more cleared. It's so much more relaxed. So I hope that you can find something to do to clear your head space, whether it's Clearing out your closet, clearing out your dirty spaces in your home, updating things, get off the social media for a few days, spend some time in your kitchen, like cook an amazing meal for your family or your friends or your roommates or just for yourself. Cook your dog an amazing meal. I know people who will like spend time cooking for their pets. I am not that generous. <laughs> but you know, do something to get out of the virtual world of hustle and bustle and into the spirit of wintering. Wintering. The season is coming. The winter is coming. The cold, the introspection, the hibernation. You know, maybe we get a little chubby in the winter. Maybe we get a little more dormant. Maybe we get a little bit lazier. Maybe we move a little bit slower. Embrace it. Soak it in. So as always, if you've loved anything from this episode, if anything has resonated with you, I would love to hear from you. Reach out to me. You can totally Instagram message me. My VA will pass the message forward. Um, but you can also email me or text me if you have my number. I would love to hear from you. And if you feel like this episode would be supportive to somebody who needs to clean out their space, forward it to them. Let, like, share the love, you know, spread the blessings. And if you really, really love my podcast, I am now on Apple also. If you want to get onto Apple and leave me a review, that would mean the world to me. If you wanted to post this to your story, since I'm not on IG, post it to your story so that people can know about it and can hear about it and get inspired to get into the season of winter, get into the nesting, get into the coziness, okay? I'm all about that coziness, that hoogie. Hoogie. Okay, loves, that's all I have to say to you today. I hope you have enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for listening, and I love you very much. Bye.